0: Hey guys, before we go beyond the pond, we are very excited to tell you about our sponsor for this week.
1: The holidays are right around the corner. What do you get for the fish fan who has everything, aside from the war on drugs, lost in the dream on vinyl? Nah. Get him ice cream. If you guys know anything about this podcast, you know that we care about three things
0: the song Mercury, the 1969 baseball season, and ice cream. That's why we're very excited to discuss Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Ben and Jerry's has collaborated with Fish and the Water Wheel Foundation to create a limited flavor. It's ice cream, a caramel malt ice cream with almond toffee pieces fudge fish and a caramel swirl the packaging for the ice cream and a very limited t-shirt were designed by jim pollock a portion of the proceeds for the ice cream and all of the proceeds for the t-shirts were donated to the waterwheel foundation
1: the ice cream and the teas can be ordered at store.venjerry.com if you use the promo code osiris it's o-s-i-r-i-s you can get free shipping on all orders over fifty dollars for the rest of twenty eighteen. There's also a special curveball fish food slash waterwheel tea week that was created for the canceled festival that can be purchased online. Now let's go beyond the pond. Slide. I'm Brinkman. You're listening to part two of episode 50 of the Beyond the Pond podcast. Generally speaking, this is the podcast in which Brian and myself utilize the music of Fish as a means of getting the listener to listen to other bands, non-jam bands. However, if you had listened to part one, you'd know that that's not what we're doing here.
0: No, we are going full indulgent here in our 50th episode we're counting down our 10 favorite fish shows that we've ever attended. We did 10 through 6 in episode 1, as well as uh, talked about our, the worst show that we ever saw. And uh, here we are jumping into our top 5 shows ever. So kicking things off, Dave, what do you got for number 5?
1: I have a live fish release. November 27th, 1998, from whatever the heck the centrum is. the DCU Center, Worcester Centrum, I don't know what they call it now. In Worcester, Massachusetts. So this show, as you know, I mean, it's a live fish release, and then we've talked about it before. The second set is just segue shtick madness. It's got the wipeout. It's got the Choctaw's Torture. That goes into mirror in the bathroom, back in the Choctaw's Torture. There were wipeout teases throughout the whole set. There was a gigantic Mike's Groove. There was like a 14-minute antelope. It was just a very fiery, very fun set where the wipeout just kept coming. They played wipeout in the encore as well. I don't remember much about set one. I think it was pretty good. There was like a runaway gym in there I thought was decent. Funky bitch opener. Oh, yeah. The other thing I do recall about this show is um, I drove up with uh, my friend Mark Wine. We picked up his friend Cameron at Bradley International Airport, then continued on to the show. And I don't think I've ever had to pee as badly in that car ride, than any <laughs> fish car ride. We get to the centrum. I run to the bathroom. I hear trey go bah, nah, bah, nah, bah, nah, bah, nah, as I go, oh my God, right in time of the music, maybe probably the most satisfying piss I've ever taken out of fish show
2: <laughs> and it
1: holds up on uh it holds up on repeated listens as well, so I'm gonna play the uh portion or does torture goes into mirror in the bathroom. I actually picked up on the uh Mirror in the Bathroom bass line That Mike was playing in between verses And I thought, oh, Mirror in the Bathroom Really clever, Mike And then Trey picked up what he was putting down And proceeded to play uh, a few verses Of the um, classic English beat song Which is all over the place Maybe best known could be featured In the Gross Point Blank soundtrack So, let's listen to that now
0: Right, so number five for me comes from The Baker's Dozen. Get used to hearing about The Baker's Dozen. Because uh, you're going to hear about The Baker's Dozen. Because you're going to hear about it, and rightly so. The Baker's Dozen is one of the greatest things that Fish has ever done, and I feel so lucky, as I know Dave does, to have caught a couple of these shows. Combined, I believe we caught six out of the 13. I think each of us caught three, is that correct?
1: Oh, what, Baker's Dozen? Yeah. I saw five. You saw five? The Baker's Dozen shows? Yeah. Crazy. No, even um, one, two, three, yeah. One and nights, one and two, nights four and five, and night 13.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right, so we caught even more. So we caught nights one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, and 13. Some good shows in there. I mean, you could have really gone to pretty much any night of the Baker's Dozen and been like, that was the best fish I've ever seen, <laughs> and mm. you would not have been very far from being wrong.
1: Um, other than Boston Cream Night. Other than Boston, Boston Cream, yeah.
0: we were we are both very anti-Boston Cream. <laughs> it was um, the second
1: set. Yeah. Um,
0: but I'm here to talk about Jimmy's Night, July 30th, 2017, the second of three Sunday shows from the Baker's Dozen. Which what a brilliant aspect of the Bakers Dozen to give us three Sunday night gigs at Madison Square Garden. Um, this show, let's compare this a lot to August 9th, 2015 for me, in the sense that I just got a lot of fish songs that I never really thought I'd see in a concert, all kind of combined. There's a really special feel. It felt like an old school show, felt like a game hen show. You get a Forbins and Mockingbird after a curtain with opener, a really good runaway gym in set one. Fantastic Bowie to close out set one. And then set two, and this is what really sets it apart ultimately overall 40 minutes of completely mind blowing music, the kind of which I'd always wanted to hear fish play, drowned into a song I heard the ocean sing, the latter of which we featured in episode 11. Recovered the tube and the song I heard the ocean sing from the baker's dozen. And then as they're fading out of the noise and just chaos of a song I heard the ocean sing, oom-pa-pa, oom-pa-pa, oom-pa-pa. Oom-pa-pa. And I like fell on my knees, like screaming at the heavens. I had wanted to hear a Harpua live. Ever since I got Live Fish 2 and heard it from the Sugarbush show, realized it just was the sign of a special fish show. And so this was just one of my favorite shows. I walked out of here with a shit-eating grin. I was exhausted. Tell you, driving from Maryland to New York with a three-year-old and then going to see three fish shows and then having – excuse me, my kid wasn't even two at the time. (laughs) A year-and-a-half-year-old. And And, uh, (laughs) – And uh, not getting a lot of sleep and walking the streets of New York and then going to a fish show and partying. I mean, it just, it was a lot. So um, I loved this show. I love the re-listening to the show. And um, we're going to play a little bit of the, uh, of the Drowned here from July 30th, 2017, Jimmy's.
1: Number four, I've got, continuing the Baker's Dozen theme, July 25th, 2017. This was jam-filled night. So, I might have actually, just from a pure enjoyment standpoint, enjoyed Powder Night, Night 5 a little bit more. But simply, I put this show on the list simply for the significance of that show the huge surprises within at that show. And although the first three nights of Baker's Dozen were very good, nothing to sneeze at, I think we can agree that uh, film Night is when the Baker's Dozen became the Baker's Dozen. So for me, the thing that I have listened to the most out of all of these songs in the Baker's Dozen is the sample in a jar that opens up the show. Because as we all know now, they take sample type two because they're cheeky bastards and they decide to play one of their most predictable, non-jammy first set songs. This is also this was the first opener in Baker's Dozen that wasn't a a fun cover. So the audience is thinking like, oh, all right, they're playing sample in a jar as an opener. And I guess, you know, the fun kind of had to come to a halt at some point. And then, right after the simple smiles and good times seem all wrong, they just keep going. Trey has a huge grin. And then you hear, even on the soundboard tape, you hear the audience roar. And then they just go into this like type two sample in a jar jam. That's awesome. And, you know, I mean, I don't really need to tell you that uh, the half hour lawn boy is good or the cross-eyed and painless is good. You know, it's good. I mean, that's one of. The Greatest Fish Shows of 3.0, maybe one of the greatest fish shows of all time. And just the surge of energy and or laughter I got from watching that sample jam is something I will recall for the rest of my life. So, let's play it. Let's uh, play some of where the sample in a jar goes type two, and then we understand the real meaning behind jam film.
2: Simple smiles, a good time, all
0: for the show this is the only repeat show I believe that we have in this entire uh countdown. August fifteenth, 2015. Merryweather post. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. This was unquestionably the most fun show I've ever been to.
2: Right? Right.
0: Fun factor through the roof. Um I remember walking into the next night, kind of fast forward and talking with a buddy of mine and I was like, well, we know we're either walking into the best fish show that we've ever seen, or we're getting the reaffirmation that last night was one of the best fish shows we've ever seen. It's really what it comes down to. August 15, 2015 was that good. Kind of rewrote the rules on the uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Merriweather post, which night is going to be the hot night for at least one run. Um, but man, oh, man simple opens the show mcgrup buried buried alive there's a really great rogue. big black furry creature from mars your pet cat and a big black furry creature from mars i believe this was the first pet cat since uh halloween could be wrong but i believe it was um 46 days goes huge in set two The Piper that they played that we played a little bit earlier, this is the Piper that we named our son Wallace Piper for. Uh, Steam into what's the use in the Steam. Tweezer into NO2 into Tweezer. Sleeping Monkey Encore with a story about Paige crying. I mean, just... Oh, right.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, I mean, just an unbelievable, such a fun show. Um kind of similar to dave i had like just another perfect fish day this day it was gorgeous out i had friends in town we were in annapolis at the time we went to an amazing restaurant for breakfast right on the chesapeake um got into the venue met up with rjb jonathan hart uh zach uh zach cohen (laughs) um had like excellent beer, played a bunch of can jam and then wandered into the venue, sat with Jonathan Hart for most of the first set and just like loved that experience. Bumped into Sam Timberg for the first time in eight years at that point, which uh, if any you knows Sam Timberg. He's a huge friend of the pod. He's a friend of Dave's and mine. He has become a very devoted uh partner in crime at fish shows for myself my wife and uh had it not been for Meriwether, i don't know if we'd seen each other we'd have seen each other again we ran into each other at the show and huge friendship was born again so unbelievable show unbelievable day unbelievable vibe in that venue and uh there's a reason it's number four i mean there's any of these kind of next shows like could have been, they were probably all number ones at some point. So, really incredible show here for me. i um, going to play a little bit of the 46 Days because it's just such a great jam. And you could just tell, you know, this was one of those shows where it almost felt when they were coming back on for the second set, like they could play a dud and the show will be half remembered as great, but will ultimately be frustrated. We've seen a lot of those shows in 3.0 where they play a great first set. Uh, night three of bill graham 2016 i am looking at you um hmm. you know you, they play a great first set and then they come up for set two and it's just kind of eh. and this show when they played the 46 days it was just clear what their intent was they were going to keep pushing through and they were going to end up in you know just legendary territory so check out a little bit of this 46 days from august 15th, 2015
1: Coast. So, I have from my third favorite fish show that I attended, December 29th, 1995, at uh, the Worcester Centrum. You don't really need me to tell you that 1229.95 is a really good show. That's got Bathtub Gin into the real me into Bathtub Gin, a.k.a. the real gin. I could listen to that every day for the rest of my life. I recall set one being good, my friend, my friend opener, good version of, um, I believe it was called Fogget Surrounds at that point, but pretty standard, standard, excellent set one for 1995. But just set two, it goes cars, trucks, and buses, and then they just go off to the races. I believe at some point, I don't know if it was right after that Bafto Gin, there was like a late set two bounce in. And me being the uh, 16-year-old whippersnapper I was at this point, I think I was saying, like, fuck you guys. Why the fuck are you playing Bouncing in the second set of The <laughs> guy was like, chill up, man. It's okay. It's okay, dude. It's okay. Calm down. I'm like, all right. All right. I get it. <clears throat> but, yeah. And after that show, me and some friends went and slept on the floor of a girl who was in the Jewish youth group. That we all were in at the time in Longmeadow, Massachusetts. I'd like to personally thank my mom and dad for uh, trusting their 16 year old kid to go sleep on some strange girl's floor in Longmeadow, Massachusetts after the show. <laughs> Pretty cool, you guys. So, yeah, let's listen to some of the real gin.
0: right man oh man dave you are a lucky man to have seen the real jam. that is a jam that i've dreamed about them finding some way of releasing a video of i would love to see what what trey was like when he was yelling those lyrics out so uh my number three show this is my favorite show of the entire baker's dozen and my favorite baker's dozen show i saw July 28th, 2017. This was double chocolate night. Just an all-around joyous experience. This band sounded so hot. The start of the second weekend of the dozen, and it was really the moment where the band felt settled in. I remember like midway through the first set looking around, and it was just like, ah, we're all here. All of us are here and we're not going anywhere for another week and a half. You get a chocolate rain opener, ass-handed free. A massive sand to close out set one. Went modulated into a major key jam, just beautiful stuff. Have Mercy open up set two. Chalk Dust Torture, which we're going to play here. I mean, that Chalk Dust Torture, oh my God, I listened to it today just an effortless fully flowing jam goes from really gorgeous trey leads into like this funky staccato jam where they're all in line with like every beat that they're playing into a kind of psychedelic take on. I know you Rider into a Harry hood esque jam. That's one of the biggest peaks I've ever seen at a fish show. Unbelievable energy, unbelievable playing throughout. It's like they they don't miss a note the entire jam. Follow that up with the debut of You Sexy Thing, Mercury, which went back into You Sexy Thing, an absolutely raging number line where I remember looking at the entire crowd. I was actually, I was sitting, this is the only show I've ever sat behind the stage, which is a really cool experience. I recommend to anyone who has a chance to do it, to do it. Um, Yeah, it's just the lights are great. Watching the band interact from that vantage point is just so cool. But I remember um, uh, watching the the, the floor during Number Line and I was like, why the hell does every single person say that they hate Number Line? You all love this right now. (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, Rock and Roll closes out, Fee, Space Odyssey, I mean, just get the fuck out. I mean, unbelievable show, so much energy, walked out with an absolutely stupid grin on my face. My wife was just laughing her ass off. We both had just an amazing, amazing experience. So, 728 2017, Chalk Dust Torture, Letter Rip.
1: To fish show that I was fortunate to attend. That would be August 17, 1997, the uh, second day night of the Great Went. Now, the third set of the show is nothing to write home about, and you certainly, uh, you don't hear the gigantic art sculpture being burned to the ground on tape. Set one was good. They had the wedge opener, limestone blocks so large. If you were there, there was a huge, expansive blue sky with lots of clouds. It was gorgeous. But this show is all about set two. Everyone knows this show is all about set two. Legendary Down with Disease. Legendary 2001. Legendary went bathtub gin, which. I guess it's kind of like a proto bathtub gin because it kind of doesn't sound a lot dissimilar from like the set closing bathtub gins you hear today. But this just had so much bright, happy C major energy. Me and my friends were able to get, I think, probably about 10 feet from the stage. At this point, I was what you call a useless smile. I had my eyes closed. I had my head rolled back. My fists were pumping in the air. I just had no control over any of my limbs. It's probably the single happiest I've ever been at a fish show because this was summer before my freshman year of college. I was just having a big blowout in Limestone, Maine with friends. I couldn't believe that I was there. And I get to look up at the stage and experience this gorgeous outburst of energy that is the Went Bathtub Gin. It also. I mean, the 2001 in that set, it's if there's a problem with 3.0, is that most 2001s now are between like seven and eight minutes. When in fact, with Kuroda's light rig, the fact that it can now move up and down like a snake and he's got more choices for lights than ever, I mean, there's really no reason that 2001 shouldn't become like another set to 12, 13 minute jam vehicle like this one was. This was a very smoke machine heavy. Version of the song, and of course, this is also the set with the gorgeous Harry Hood that might have been. Was this the origin of uh, like the glow stick jamming? This was. This was the first glow stick war. Right. Okay. For better or worse, the case may be, but it seemed like a really good idea at the time. <laughs> so magical, magical set, magical weekend. I will uh, remember that for the rest of my life. So let's listen to a portion of the Great Wimp After.
0: Tough act to follow though, to follow up the went gin, so thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> uh, um I'm gonna go with my number two pick here. 1230 2016. Man, oh man, oh man. I never needed a show as much as I needed this show. Uh at this time my wife was undergoing treatment for breast cancer. My parents came into town for three days, gave me a break from life so I could kind of reset my head. Went up, met my brother, met my brother-in-law up in New York City and um, hung out with a ton of friends and saw one of the best shit, fish shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I actually, Dave and I met up in uh, the bathroom line, it was had a beer. Break. I think it was set break. Um, this was pre BTP. We hadn't even floated the idea to each other. We'd met once, but we met twice before. And, um, you know, we were friendly on, uh, on Twitter, but, uh, we were not working on a project like this. So it's pretty funny for me to think back to that point and, uh, and, and know where we've come from, from there. It's been an amazing ride, dude. Um, so I sat at this show, my brother-in-law bought me the tickets to this show. We sat Mike's side, 10 to 15 rows up. Uh, Prior to the show, I met my buddy John McGar and his brother-in-law, another one of my good friends, Ryan Fisher. Those two guys were with me at uh, Merriweather 2015. Um, Met me at a bar called the Gingerman. Had a bunch of beers. Had some warm pretzels and cheese. Felt really good. Ran over to the venue. Got into the venue, my brother-in-law met me in there, my brother and uh, Nick Wilson from 8915, my number six favorite show. They bought tickets outside right before the show started in the section right next to us. So it was just this like community. Oh, Sam Timberg was 10 rows below me. I mean, shout out to all of you guys. You guys were all a part of this. First set of the show is just excellent, really fun loose, rocking show. Kind of reminds me of 7 17. A blaze 17 oh, There's a blaze on after the uh, Carolina opener. It's a really good moment dance, gumbo. Bathtub gin is amazing. Fucking like, Trey even nails the solo in uh, 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 Sugar Shack. And then they close out the set with You Enjoy Myself. I mean, just a great, great, great show. Set two, though. That's why I love this show. Set 2 is perfect. Yeah, it is. Tweezer opener. (laughs) Tweezer opener goes into a gorgeous jam and then somehow (laughs) finds its way into Sparks. Song hadn't been played at that point in, um, uh, I believe, since the first ever Dick show, the S show, Um, but really hadn't been played since like the mid 90s. Goes into Ghost, which is – that's what we're going to play here. I mean this version of Ghost, it's, it's my favorite version I've ever seen live. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it it kind of just breaks my heart every time I hear it. Um, fades into Light, which goes into such an incredible jam and uh, somehow finds its way into Party it's Time. It's like a mashup.
1: Then kind of like a, start singing. It's yeah. a mashup. They sing Party Time over Light. It's – yeah
0: and that the 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 party time just like peaks in a way that like i remember during one of the peaks in party time i looked down at the stage and i see my buddy sam turn around and both of us just have our arms in the air and like this eating grins on our face and it's one of my favorite fish memories with anyone i've ever been friends with i mean just we we're both just like this is it um one quick note about that ghost um I'm convinced I've heard this from a couple people I'd love to hear your thoughts on it but that rift in ghost is as close as Trey's ever come to playing the wheel and it really feels like a tribute to um uh uh the the way that you know Trey played during um, fairly well it's just like it feels like this like sneaking moment of like the dead in there I love it
1: yeah I hear that ghost when I heard it that night I thought it was almost like a slow down version of uh, like the Blues Brothers I like Can't Turn You Loose like the slow C major version of that but yeah that's that's a great show.
0: God, I can just like see him like like going like front forwards and backwards just like he was so in the zone. Like the lights were perfect during it. The crowd was like I I it was one of those moments where like if anyone was talking, I don't know where they were cuz I couldn't hear anybody talk. Like the the venue was just silent.
1: And that light was, I think I was in the bathroom for the first part of the jam because I figured if I'm going to use the bathroom anytime I can use it during the light vocals, I can get there for the jam. And I remember as I walked out, he's like opening wormholes doing this like big waka 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 wah wah, almost like. How the Edge starts the song Europa, like the wow 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 like it was, and then what in the party time? So yeah, that's uh you'll get no pushback here. That's an incredible show and a really good first set. The first set, like you said, it had that laid back bluesy vibe with the gumbo and the cities. It was uh laid back in a good way.
0: He was very, 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 very good. Made me as happy as uh, I needed to be at that time. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's listen to a little bit of the ghost here from uh, December thirtieth, two thousand and six. You know, Madison Square Garden.
1: number one favorite fish show I attended is November 28th 1997 also at the Worcester Centrum it was a really excellent three night run we know night two of this run had like the hour long runaway gym symphony that I can kind of take or leave but I could understand how people could really like it the uh Third night of this run, it was that with the uh, really scary, incredible Wolfman's brother. I think, yeah, yeah, like second song in the show or right. something. Right, November thirtieth, nineteen ninety seven. And yet, the one I like best was the first night, November twenty eighth. I believe it was a yeah, it was a Friday evening. I mean, first of all, curtain yam opener. Can't really go wrong when you're open a show with curtain, and to you enjoy myself. It's just, that's uh, just how that goes. Yeah. But I think the thing I like the most about this show, it's got an early version of Ghosts that is also my favorite version of Ghosts of all time, just because the funk is incredibly deep. It's got perfect renditions of the wah wah bow chicka bow bow funk that they were playing all throughout 1997. It's got a huge driving bit where um, Mike is just laying the shit down hard doing slap bass. And then it speeds up and speeds up and goes straight into Johnny B. Good to end that set. But that show also had a really good Slayer to the Traffic Light played in the middle, of the, uh, right in the middle of the second set. It's more effective, I think, when it's not used as a set closer. Timber Ho, limb by limb, just a top to bottom excellent set list and I had a fantastic time with friends and I think I may have listened to that ghost certainly more so than any other version of the song and it's probably in my top five most listened to fish songs is the ghost from November 28 1997 that's right up there with the tweezer from um December 2nd 1995 in terms of uh in terms of repeat listens And I think for this show, uh, slept on the floor of my friend, Joel Bauman's friend from Harvard who lived in Worcester. I can't remember her name. I just remember that she had two cats and I'm pretty allergic to cats. So I had a really pretty bad stuffy nose most of the evening trying to fall asleep, but that's okay. And the next day we hung out in the Worcester mall, which was carpeted. I'm not sure it exists anymore. But yeah, November twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven, from Worcester, Massachusetts. I, I've just been completely in love with that show, and let's listen to some of the delirious start-stop funk as contained in the set to Ghost. <laughs>
0: So my number one fish show that I've attended of all time, man, oh man, this is slightly a predictable pick. If you've ever talked to me about loving fish, you'll know that this has been my favorite show of all time, but you know, you got to go with what's right. Uh, August 31st, 2012, Dick Sporting Goods, Commerce City, Colorado. Yep. This is the fuck your face show. This was this is a legendary show, but this was my first great fish show to this point. I'd seen some good fish shows they'd all had their flaws in them. nothing was really perfect from start to finish. Nobody lost their complete shit at the show. It was a good time it was a really good time like and and for me, fish was a band that for you know eleven years at this point in time, I heard their best stuff on tapes or cds or through itunes or streaming i'd never experienced it firsthand and i'd kind of gotten to a point where i kind of accepted that that was probably what was going to happen and um you know i didn't know i just i I was going to continue seeing fish i loved the experience but so my wife and i got married on august 25th 2012 in montana and we spent a week camping in Wyoming and then made our way to Denver for the band's second run at Dick's. Nobody really knew what to expect in year two, but man, the band blew us away. And coming to this show, I mean, this is, it was walking out and it is since then. It never has changed. This is my, the best fish show I've ever seen. Uh, couple highlights, non-musically. I remember my brother-in-law texting me at set break, just All caps, fuck you. And I didn't get it. (laughs) I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I texted him back and I said, chill out, man. It was a good set. (laughs) It wasn't until later that I put it together that he was texting me what the the band was spelling. Um, When I did get it, I think it was like the next morning. It just made the whole show so much better. Um, My wife ran into a girl at set break who was like, what are you guys doing after the show? And my wife was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I <didn't know> that. <laughs> and, and the girl was like, where are you guys going now? And my wife was like, it's set break. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was that kind of show that you just were exhausted after set one. It just, it, it blew you away. And then the band came out and did it again in set two. Um, hung out with one of my buddies from college Jeff Christoyak, Jeef, who I've run into now at every Friday night show at Dicks, uh, in the same area, page side, um, close to the, close to the stage, kind of between soundboard and uh, the stage. Always run into him Friday night at Dicks, and it's just like it's a hilarious like inside joke that we have at this point in time. Um, but man, the music! I mean, first tube opener that was just sent chills down my spine it was like the band was just channeling so much energy karini a first set yem i mean the karini i should say it, it jammed it was a beautiful jam it set ends with undermined which is one of my favorite jams i've ever heard the band play uh that's the song that's what we're going to play here shortly runaway gym farmhouse goes into five minutes of ambient space chalk dust torture is just Oh, it's gorgeous. It's <laughs> just an amazing jam off of Choctaw's Torture. They go into so many different sections. It's really like the beginning of the cubist sectional type jamming that we heard so much of in 2012 and 2013. And then they bust out Emotional Rescue. I mean, just unbelievable show. I don't know what else you could want from it. Um, this had everything that I wanted from a fish show and then some. And uh, a few shows that I've seen, shows that are on this list, have all come close at times. Nothing's ever topped this show. And um, I've kind of just gotten to the point where I stopped thinking that any show is ever going to be better than this. Um, If I see a fish show that's better than this show, um, I don't really even know what needs to happen. Because all these shows I've seen here are really good and so many of these happen after this show. But uh, unbelievable concert, unbelievable fish show, uh, unbelievable memories, unbelievable moment. And uh, let's listen to a little bit of The Undermined. August 31st, 2012. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here over two episodes where you let us indulge in our nostalgia fish memories. It's been a ton of fun. Thank you all again. Every one of you who we listed at the top of the first part of this episode, as well as anyone that we're not naming. You know who you are. If we've engaged with you on Twitter, if we've emailed with you, if we've talked with you about episodes, or if we've had you on for an episode, or if we've talked about having you on for an episode. I mean, anyone who's ever been a part of this whole process has just meant the world to us. It's been so cool to see this whole little thing build. And I know that we've got a long ways to go here until we get to episode 100, but we're excited for the next 50 here um, to see where things go with BTP. This is a ton of fun. So Really quickly recapping the songs we played in this episode. So Dave's number five was 112798. We heard Chalk Dust Torture into Mirror in the Bathroom. My number five was July 30th, 2017 from The Baker's Dozen. I selected a bit of Drowned for us to listen to. Number four, Dave had filled. 725, 2017. Sample goes Type 2. What a moment to kick off that show. Everyone thought the band had punked them with the jam-filled donut, and then they opened up with Sample, and then they realized the joke was actually on them because Sample was going to jam. <laughs> My number four, August 15, 2015 from Meriwether Post. Played a little bit of the 46 Days here. Moving into the top three, 85 was Dave's number three. Played the real gin. My number three, another Baker's Dozen show, July 28th, 2017, Double Chocolate. You heard the chocolate torture. A two, Dave had August 17th, 97 from the Great Went. Plain bathtub gin, otherwise known as the Went Gin. My number two was 1230, 2016, Ghost. The number one shows, our favorite fish shows that we've ever attended here. Dave's number one was 112897, playing the Ghost Funk Jam at Worcester Centrum. And my number one, Fuck Your Face, August 31st, 2012, played you a little bit of The Undermined from my favorite fish show of all
1: time. Just a reminder we are on social media. You can find us on Twitter at, at underscore beyond the pond, one word. We're on Medium, medium.com slash beyond the pond. Spotify, we have our Beyond the Pond podcast song song list, which is over 300 unique songs that we have featured throughout these 50 episodes. I don't think we're going to feature any of our fist jams we've covered here on Spotify, mostly because uh, they don't exist in Spotify
0: so publishing structure you guys know what to expect from us every other tuesday unless there's something really special happening like fish is on tour or we are um in the midst of special episodes like this our next episode is going to come out in a couple of weeks we are wrapping things up here in 2018 we're going to have an episode here coming up that's going to focus on our favorite records of the year we are also going to um, talk about a couple other fish jams that we think you guys are going to like. And then we're going to get ready for Fish's holiday tour for uh, jumping into 2019. So, super exciting stuff here. Come back in two weeks to check this out.
1: Absolutely. And on that note, we hope that you have enjoyed part one and part two, episode 50. I know I certainly did even though I can't really breathe out of my nose this moment in time and come back in two weeks we will hold hands we will listen to some good fish music we will listen to other bands and we will go beyond the pond